I'm excited. Me too. Can people hear us? Um, I heard us live. I might have been the only one. I might have been the he only one. He said into the void. Can anyone hear us? Let me find our tweet and tell people to listen. Listen to us, please. Listen to, I don't know if we have a song. I don't think it's a song. I don't think we have the song. Yeah, let's see if we get the 1K. The 1K edge runners, will they carry, so will they run us over the edge? Yeah, we're, we're so close. Uh, already getting feedback on the show. We did not ask yet. Thank you. Thank you, though. Very, very six out of 10, says Drax. We did not I, ask. You know, I thought we were going to save the verdicts till the end. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to know. Let us know how mid it was. Okay. We got we to gotta bury the lead. If we start with six out of 10s, we won't get to the 1K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on. Got to keep people guessing. Come on. Got to keep um, the people going. Although, you know, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm ready to talk about this show. It's like you're ready. It's you feel mentally prepared? Okay. I think so. Yeah. No, okay. I don't think so. I fucking am. <laughs> okay. I So I guess for everyone tuning in now, um, I have no idea what Onimaru thinks, like, in any capacity. Like, I don't have any thoughts. He probably knows what I think, because I've talked about it somewhat. It's but, on Twitter. <laughs> again, as usual. But <laughs> I think he has, like, I have no idea how he feels in any capacity. Good. <laughs> yes. As intended. Hello in the chat. Hey, um, okay. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. All right, so we're just gonna start. Anyone else mm -hmm. that joins us, you know, feel free to jump in. Let us know what you think. Yes. And uh, uh, we catch the pod later. I see subtitled anime in the chat. Hey, how's it going, Jim? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Don't, we I will not spoil you. Can't wait you. to hear uh, his takes on the show. I can predict it. I can too, but you know, I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I don't. <laughs> maybe I can't predict it. Yeah, no, I can predict it. Maybe for I'm better ready. or worse. Maybe no know? one's ready for them. All right. All so, right. So, one second. I'm like trying to find this thing. Oh, he's starting tonight. Okay. Oh, have fun. Yeah, have fun. He'll probably finish tonight, to be honest. Yeah. All right, so let's get this show rolling. Hi, welcome to the Just Weaves podcast. And today, uh, I'm Emily Maru here with Shocking. And today we're talking about cyberpunk edge runners. That's why we're here today. That's why we're having this stream earlier in the week. 
also because we couldn't do Sunday. So we figured, you know, we just watched this and we're excited to talk about it. So where do we start? We're doing it live. Okay. So I guess for people who have not heard of cyberpunk edge runners, which is, it is a possibility. Um, so this is a video game adaptation based off the cyberpunk. What is it like 20, 2077, 2077 video game that came out, I think either last year or like two years ago, I'm losing track of time post COVID, but like, uh, so the video game came out, it was very like, yeah. I also, I think, uh, Shaw's video screen is permanently frozen. Um, am I just frozen forever? Just frozen. Like normally she comes back by now, but she's just frozen. Like, damn it. I didn't know if it was just me. Um, Let me try again. Am I back? No. Should we try like removing I'll leave and then come back. I will run away and then return. We'll just redo the intro. (laughs) Does this work now? No, now your screen's just like pitch black. Why does it keep doing this? Okay. Something doesn't like you here. It's either your internet or your own. Yeah. Because I have no backgrounds going on. Um, Hmm. Yep. I don't know. Is it still not working? But yeah, it's not working. And you completely left and came back. Yeah. Whoa. Um, I might as well just keep going. I've no. Yeah, I mean, at this point, maybe it'll come back. Just keep moving. Yeah. Just keep running. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Okay. So it's a video game tie-in anime adaptation. And since the video game came out and it had a lot of buggy issues, I think everyone kind of had um like low expectations, or they just like didn't. I don't know. I had low expectations because I knew. The video game was really buggy and unfinished and it had you to do had a lot. You had low expectations. I had low expectations. You had very, you well, had I mean, low to expectations. Be, to be honest, I didn't even know yeah. it was coming out. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about it because Netflix doesn't market anime well. I actually don't even think I knew about it. Yeah. Like, at all. <laughs> I think like I first heard of it when people were like tweeting about it, but sorry, continue. Yeah. So it's like, we're just, I'm just like messaging you like, yo, we got to watch the show. And you're like, what show? I don't know, even know what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we have no idea. Um. Anyway, so it came out and then I think I've like heard some people talking about like, hey, like this is pretty good. And I don't know, I checked it out and I was like, yo, this is actually pretty good from episode one. But um, I am a big fan of many studio trigger works and, and I like Imaishi, the director's works consistently. Yeah. So I'm never sure when like I like their stuff and then how that compares to like everyone else. Cause I'll like it and then no one else will like it. And I'll be like, okay, I guess it's just me. So I was very surprised to see that a lot of other people liked it and that it's kind of like blowing up for everyone. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. um, but I don't know. Usually, I think uh, Studio Trigger's stuff does well. It's not like it's like they do well, not but that I feel polarizing. Like, I think. I think they get like they're like a flash in the pan, and for you know this might be too. But like for the sake of like they come out, people are like really excited. But I'm never sure like how excited and how long that excitement will last. And I think this one is kind of interesting because like it's getting rated pretty highly kind of quickly. And something I did notice about a lot of studio trigger works is they're all around that like 7.9 on Mal. So it's like, they have a lot of mixed reception. Like you'll have people be like, oh yeah, I really love this. But then other people will be like, this is dog shit and I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, except, uh, well, Kill a Kill is like right above that 7.9. It's 8.8. 
04. <laughs> yeah, but like all around like that, which is interesting because I'm like, I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah. but like this, this is kind of like a Devilman Crybaby meets Arcane like sort of situation where like, you know, it's sort of this like one core Netflix anime that suddenly like dropped and like took mm -hmm. the internet by storm or like, you know, community by storm. But also it's a video game adaptation like you were saying. Oh, and Sean's back on camera. Welcome oh, it worked. Yay. Yeah. Okay. What you did worked. Um, Yay. Uh, and so like, and it's like, it feels kind of like arcane, like where it's like innovative in its own right. Like it feels yeah. like trigger in certain aspects, but also feels like them pushing like, like the, I don't want to say the edge, the boundaries. Yeah, pushing the edge, yeah. <laughs> of like what they've done before. So it like, it feels different at the same time. So like, that's yeah, like really that's a cool. great way of putting it. Cause it does feel like how I imagine the video game looks. I haven't played it, but I've seen screenshots. Like it feels like the video game, but it still feels like trigger works too. Like it's a good was, combination yeah. of both. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say this later, but, uh, I like, I think it did a good job marketing wise. Cause now I want to play the video game and Me I had too. no interest before. I was like, Oh my God, is the multi-level marketing scheme working? Like, like now good. I'm like, yeah. Um, I was like, you know, that song that plays at the episode 10, we'll get to it later, but there's that one song, like, I really want to stay at your house. I don't know. Like, oh, oh, uh, I really want it. I think, so. I think yeah, that song, like people were like flipping out over it. I'm like, is that a song that's in the game? And then I was on this like mental, like rabbit hole of like, do I have to play the video game so I can hear the song from the anime that was actually from the video game. And then I mean, could watch a YouTube clip. But, I could think you know, I could you too. won't be as immersed like oh my god it's like, uh, that, it's like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme like just pointing at the team uh, that's like oh. yeah that's me that's like what I would like play the video game for and I asked people how was the video game like post updates and I feel like the general response is like they fixed a lot so it's good but feels like it could be more yeah. but that's good enough for me because I don't, I don't give a shit I want to I feel like I might like if you I might do it too oh my god <laughs> I jump in because I think that's the one thing uh like if we're gonna go back to like focusing on the show and like the beginning of the show and yeah all of that like I feel like that's what it nails like from the first episode is this sense yeah. of atmosphere and like it gives you like this fascination like with the world and like sort of like what's going on and that's like Definitely. I think in the, the mix of the colors the lighting but like just kind of everything else yeah yeah um, um yeah that's a good transition from our rambling into the show like good yeah Good job. <laughs> uh, I was impressed because I think 10 episodes is a very short amount of time to accomplish a lot, at least for me, you know, long running Andy over here who enjoys like long running shows and takes yeah. a while to get attached to things. So I was very impressed from episode one with how quickly and effectively um, the series managed to establish the setting, the main character, and just like the overall um emotional tone of the series which to me is like we're in this very flashy awesome looking futuristic city where everyone has these cool this cool technology they have cool technological implants like oh look everything's so cool wait a minute it sucks actually because if you're poor you're even more poor than you would be now so yeah. like the class divide is massive and that results in like the technological divide is like driving that too. So the power dynamics between the rich and the poor are even more divided than they would be in a like mo our modern society. So they establish that like pretty much from the get go. And I think they do it like so effectively where they show um, his like, you know, spoilers for Edge Runners episode one, like 
you know, uh, his mom gets into a car accident and we yeah. literally see pe like paramedics go over to her and check and see that she has no insurance coverage. Insurance and they're policy. like, no insurance policy. And then they like, fuck off. And they're like, no, we'll let the other people get it. And then she just fucking dies. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like they're like, it's, she's not a client. <laughs> she's not a client. So, the, and it's like, you know, in, yeah. you know, modern society, like the lack of health healthcare and like universal healthcare is such an issue. And this is kind of taken to that extreme of like, no, they're not going to like take you in and charge you. They just will not even cover you. Yeah, they just like, will not it, do anything. It's taken to the extreme where like they're seen as below human, like subhuman. Exactly. Because like the first thing they say is like, oh, just leave him for the meat wagon. You know, oh, Shaw disappeared. All right. I'm here by myself. <laughs> She'll be back soon. Um, hopefully, maybe. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. Should I continue off the point about meat wagons? No, I'm just going to wait till shop pop back in. Okay. She's back. Speaking of beloved human, my internet. <laughs> They're trying to suppress us. They don't want us to talk they about the, the corporations. They don't want to know. They, they don't, don't know. Okay. Uh, right, continue. Yeah. No, no. I was just saying like the thing is they said, oh, leave them for the meat wagon. So they already like, you know, don't see them as human. Like it's like, oh, you know, they're bottom of the rung, you know, bottom of the barrel. And then like every scene after that is all focused on money. Like everything yeah. is, he, he gets his mom, like, like emergency surgery from some back alley doctor. And the doctor himself is like footing him the bill. And it's like his package doesn't even include the basics of even visiting rights of even seeing his mom post op. And it's just like, oh, we're going to essentially hold her hostage and let, until you can cop up the money. And it's so sus how, I don't know if you picked up on this or if this is me or if like I'm reading too much into it, but how sus is it? Like, okay, she died, we're going to like right after. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, we're going to do the surgery here. Give us money. Also, you can't visit her. They char charge him. And then like a couple hours later, they're like, oh no, actually she died. So like, it begs the question, did she just actually die? And they just screwed him out of money anyway, because he couldn't even visit her. Yeah, you know what? I thought there was something sus on that, but I couldn't like put my finger on like what exactly they did. But that like makes actually the most sense that she was already dead. I just thought that uh, they didn't manage to like uh, the surgery was I believe them face value that the surgery was successful, but then they kind of like, you know, she kind of like ended up dying and they didn't do anything about it. But I think that actually makes more sense because the the very next thing like right after <laughs> she dies kind of like an assembly line is he's passed the funeral bill, like the funeral, like payment options. Yeah. It's like, he's still processing his mother's death and it's like, okay, what, what do you, uh, what payment options would you like? Oh, would you like cremation? That's our budget friendly option. And it comes right out of a can, right out of a vending machine, just like, <laughs> you know, completely human. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And this is just like the first episode. Yeah. Like, and, and after he picks up his, his mom sized can or like his, the can mom can yeah uh he gets now like a call about or she gets he hears her voicemail for the rent payment so it's like constantly everything's like money you know money and money like, like non-stop yeah. yeah and the and the show kind of like the does this and like back to like how it execute executes it well in like the first episode is it does a lot of this without too much dialogue it's sort of like yeah it kind of goes through and all of these things kind of happen and it keeps things moving along. And then it's sort of at the end, then it just sort of like it, it kind of just um, kind of like throws those things in like repeatedly about money, like as those things happen. So 
Yeah, and it's so it also like highlights just how alone he is, you know. Yeah. David, our main character, he's just so alone in everything. Like, um, you know, his mom was kind of the only person like keeping their family afloat. And then, you know, she once she dies, I like the um the visual imagery that is kind of like a consistent thing throughout of um, you know, he takes on her jacket, kind of like him taking on her dreams, her expectations, her memory, you know. Here's a thing. I don't know if I'm right about this, um, but like I noticed that there was something like off about David from the beginning. Like he felt like he was numb, like to his reality, because like the very first scene, like the very first thing is like him, like watching like an XBD of like this psycho killer. And he's essentially, at least from the pose, kind of getting off to it, or at least the thrill of it. Um, Yeah. And like, but for like his real life or whatever, like he's just sort of apathetic. There's like one scene and it happens like twice that where he's just staring blankly in, in front of the washing machine as he's seeing yeah. it spin. Uh, and he's just like has no expression. It just zooms in on his eyes. And it's either like he's coming off of the thrill of just having watched that video and like, you know, he's kind of getting out like down from the high or he just like when he's not doing that, he just has no like he just feels numb. And you yeah. can see it when he's also going in the transit train, like to school, he also kind of has that same blank expression. So it kind of feels like he like kind of knows he has nowhere to kind of go yeah. in terms of like society and like what he wants to do and all that stuff. So it just feels like everything's sort of like a dead end kind of like yeah. there's only one way to go. And it's like not the way he would want, which is becoming like a corpo. But yeah, I feel like kind of. T- and it's cool because you could go either way on that because that's definitely not the first case we've seen of like a teenager who's disillusioned to their everyday life so to speak you know like because like how many teachers i mean how many teenagers love like getting up going to going to school doing the daily mundane routine but then with the context of everything in the first episode with like him watching those illegal um i forget what they're called but like essentially illegal blu-rays where you feel the person you know getting killed in action, you know, um, with that. And then the context of everything later on, it is this sense of kind of like fatalism that he was never going to have that corporate lifestyle that his mom worked so hard for him, so hard for him to have. And that, um, she wanted for him and the cool details too, of like, Oh, he's a straight A student. He's one of the top students there. Like he's a really smart kid. Like there is a, there is that like evidence that a special life, could have um could have been in this cards for him like a special corporate life like he could have risen up but it was never something that he wanted for himself yeah like he clearly didn't want it because as his mom was talking to him about in the car he just sort of seemed like you know he'll do it for her or he'll try but it's just he had no like ambition to like actually like pursue pretty much anything kind of for himself yeah so yeah. yeah. And it could be a mixture of both of like, he knew like deep down, that's not what he wanted, but also it's like, you know, tough for teenagers to appreciate that. I think like the only reason I'm like pushing for that interpretation is because yep. of later episodes. So we can like, yeah, kind of get to that. Cause there's just more like things yeah. that pop up that make me like, think like there was something there. So that like was different from the usual, but yeah, but it's cool. It's cool because it could kind of like bait us into the usual. But like, as you said, I yeah, think yeah, the yeah. context clues yeah. around everything else is kind of like, actually, there's something a bit off. That's true. Um, yeah. 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 
brain um, dance that's what they're called yeah um those are the blu-rays the the oh, bds that's the right, blue that's dance. Right. Dance. yeah so right. so it's kind of cool to see that and then um and this is all happening so fast so then it's like in the next couple episodes he's introduced to lucy and the rest of the crew and then like we get to see um him kind of taking on this edge runner life that yeah, everything does kind of happen like really fast over the next few episodes like the only time it kind of lets up a little bit is episode four yeah is that the one where he and lucy get together and it's like they get together right at the end um, yeah that's like when things pick up again yeah and that was a really good um i was impressed that was like a very good montage episode of kind of like here's the everyday happenings of the crew but also it showed like a quick speed up of like him getting accepted into the crew learning the ins and outs, learning about everyone, and then like really assimilating into the crew. Yeah, and like kind of learning the ropes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like I feel like that was their way of also condensing, uh, because they only had a 10 episodes, like what would have been like maybe two or three episodes of yeah. like him getting close with Maine and kind of seeing him like more like a mentor figure and sort of like developing that camaraderie with the crew, just all kind of like, you know like speed it up, you know, so you can kind yeah. of get the gist of like the flashbacks and the flash forwards that he's already like comfortable with them. And he's kind of like finding finally a place that he fits in. Yeah, definitely. And you get a sense of like the type of work they do, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. So like while he was like learning the ropes and stuff like that was like the little bit of the slowdown. And then it just built up to the end where like, you know, shit went like crazy with the cyber psycho. So yeah. Yeah, and I like how they everyone is like very upfront and clear from the get-go that like this lifestyle leads to either going crazy or dying. Like Yeah. Yeah, they kind of say it from the get-go and then they reiterate it like they keep every other episode. It out. They, they keep spell like, it out over yeah. and over again. Like yeah. it could yeah. not have been more foreshadowed. I don't even think it counts as foreshadowing. It's just like, you know, it's like prediction. An, it's an inevitability until yeah. like like that's how it makes it seem. And then to think of anything else is made to seem like you're deluding yourself. Yeah. What's the thing that Lucy says in episode four? Like you're not as an edge runner, you're not alone. You're not known for how you live. It's, you're it's known how, you, how die. you die. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want you to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you watch it in sub or dub, by the way? Uh, I watched it in sub. Okay. Me too. Um, I saw part yeah. of the dub today and I think it was like fine. But I think this is one of those um, one of those shows that has like very sometimes like natural feeling dialogue. So like some of the nuances can be missed back and forth. But like I think the dub is probably serviceable, but I definitely enjoyed the sub a lot. I was only curious to see like the dub like once just because I kept seeing the words like Chum and Nova. And I was like, I don't think this is in the Japanese. Is this said in like the English and this is translating the English? And that's what I was like really curious about. Yeah, and then I saw, and I heard that, um, uh, what's his name? Esposito, the guy who plays Gus in Game of, in, uh, oh, not oh, Game of Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito, he played, um, the bad, the bad oh, guy. Oh, I just heard uh, that so too, is, okay. Yeah, so that would be the only reason I would watch it, but yeah, maybe on rewatch, we'll see, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did we jump too, like, far ahead with going episode four? Should we, like, go back to two and three, or kind of, those are kind of, like, a given? Um, I think it's so episode two is the episode where he meets Lucy and they get close and she tells him about the dream with the the moon, moon. and stuff. Moon. And that was a cool that was a cool sequence. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember what happens in episode three specifically. I think that's just yeah. more of like doing job. Yeah, episode, with the crew. 
three is like when he's first introduced to the rest of the crew because they kind of ambush him. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they find out about his mom. His mom was like having to pretty much be like an illegal like parts dealer yeah. to like because it's the only method to be able to get like some side hustle money to pay for yeah. David's education. So, yeah. So he kind of takes that on or like at least takes on like some kind of responsibility from that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So then so I think we're fine jumping jumping to four. He's part of the crew. And then yeah. um he gets with with Lucy at the end after that other creeper is like shot. <laughs> yeah. Um can I just say how much I love that, you know, I think we've I think in anime a lot there's a tendency to either not progress relationships or have glacial progression in relationships. So yeah. even if you know people are interested in each other, they don't actually like act on it. But yeah. I'm very glad they took the approach they did of like, you know, Lucy and David obviously have mutual feelings for each other. And we're just going to like make that happen, which I think is very fitting for the setting. Uh, yeah, no, I think it made sense. One, because like they already kind of had some chemistry like right off episode yeah. two, even though like she kind of lied to him at the end. But most yeah. of her interactions seemed genuine. Yeah. And then in episode four, uh, like it really, I think what speeded things up is that it really set like set the tone. Like it really became life or death because yeah. he like essentially saved her from dying, but like at the risk of himself getting shot and her realizing that she doesn't want him to die, which is yeah. kind of an inevitability of being an edge runner is yeah. sort of like, well, if you're going to die, you know? Yeah. And it makes Let's so much sense for their setting and everyone around them is like, you know, like stop dawdling, grow a pair and like, yeah. you know, make a move. So I'm so glad that, you know, this anime adaptation is really sticking true to like the setting and timing and kind of the culture of this city where like people would get into relationships fast because they're in this like live, live fast, die hard kind of situation, yeah. you know? So okay. I very much applaud them, like moving it along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that was cool. Cause it was just like, and it also was, uh, nice to know that like she was sort of being cold to him ever since like he found out he lied to her just because she thought he was mad at her which he was yeah you know yeah. that was like okay that's like yeah. why there was like this weird like tension between them so um, yeah exactly so it was good it was good that they like got together and then you know episode five um well, well episode five is really like like the start of the setup for like episode six and that's like when the really yeah you know, shit hits the fan. Big moment happens. Uh, big bad moment. Um, yeah, because then they started to introduce in episode five the um, the the gore, like like BD like XBD dealer, the guy that makes yeah. the Runner series, the creeper, um, the other creeper, the other creeper. All of them are creeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so like, and then you find out like David was like sort of like uh, he like he was into that stuff, and he like watched the whole series. Um, so you kind of got like the sense that David was also like addicted to like the thrill and wanted that life as well. Yeah. That um, adrenaline junkie kind of yeah, feeling. Yeah. Or some sort of like change, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to bring up that had been mentioned a lot up until this point, which is cool is, um, so we skipped over it, but it's kind of like a fundamental part of the series is so in episode one, he finds the Saviathan, which is like this military grade upgrade. Oh yeah. How did we um, not like no, mention that? No, it, it's no. Well, it's such a like normal part of the series, but I it, yeah. I have a point. So he gets this upgrade and everyone applauds him for being able to physically handle such a uh, physically draining and physically stressful piece of technology that 
David kind of conflates his natural resistance to extreme technological upgrades with his mom always telling him how special he is. So he's convinced of a hero complex that he is special and that the rules of society, the rules of edge runners and the norms that he sees around him will not apply to him because he is convinced that he's special. So, so this kind of, that kind of is the start of him not taking the danger around him seriously. And I think it's interesting because there are like tangible reasons around him that he is special, but he conflates it to like, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to be in danger. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of been building since the beginning. Sorry. I'm just built different. (laughs) I'm just built different. He literally says I'm built different. How funny is that screenshot? Like, oh Oh my my God. God. When he said it, I just had to pause and be like, is is he actually, does he actually think this? This is not ironic. He literally said I'm built different. And I think, um, I think like the good Netflix subs have it phrased a bit differently, but. No, I think um, this is the peak translation. Yeah. Like. Like, it's the best translation. I'm just built different. You knew they had to do that. Okay. So we have our literally built different MC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, and also it doesn't help that, I mean, it could have also just been from his mom initially, like telling him that, but it doesn't help that other people around him also feed into that. Like, well, you know, it's like, I'm Lucy's torn on that surprised because... that he can handle the thing and she comments yeah. on it. Uh... But they always say afterwards, they're like, okay, but like you're insane for being able to handle it, but you need, True. you need to not do this, this, and this, like you can't yeah. rush into it. So they yeah. do correct themselves, but it's like, he only listens to that first part of like, I'm special. Cause I can handle this equipment, you know? But I also feel like, um, and this could be like attributed more to like the other context, like you get later, but I, I feel like he, he's also in a way convincing himself because yeah. he feels yeah. like in order, I think what he feels is a lot of guilt over not being able to save his mom. So in order to make up for that, it's like, I have to like prove that her belief in me was right. Yeah, definitely. Like I have to prove that I don't believe in myself and I don't believe in like, you know, I don't have any aspirations to do anything, but she believed that I had something. So I got to go prove that. Cause like one of the words that she used, even though like, <laughs> Her idea of it was like, oh, I just want you to reach the top of the tower and do it the right yeah. way and go up the ranks. Yeah. Uh, you know, all he took from that was, you know, she was giving him a fighting chance. And this was like, you know, to, to survive in society. So now he equates this with, okay, if I can survive, prove that I can survive in society and make it to the top my own way, that's sort of like, you know, proving them wrong and, and uh, proving my mom's beliefs right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's. And it's interesting how they like kind of set the set that from the beginning. Um, and then after his mom dies, he kind of views Maine as like that mentor, almost father figure to him. And he always kind of looks to him for reassurance that like, you know, I'm special, I can handle it kind of thing. And Maine is both like believes in him. And I think he says he thinks he can do it, but he also is like very realistic about the situation. Yes, know? exactly. Uh do you mind if I jump to the end of episode six, which was an example it. of that? Yes. In that scene, like where he's like running, uh, David's running desperately to get to Maine. Cause like, you know, he, he told literally just told Lucy, I need you to say, you believe in me. And the whole time as he's like running up, he's like, Maine, I just need you to say that you like, wait for me. I just need you to say that you believe in me, believe that I can do this. And he gets there. He's holding up the gun. He's going to stay with Maine and Maine's like, you can't do it. 
Yeah, like, that was so powerful. Is realistic, like you can't do it. And it's so powerful too, because I think we can just go into the like, let's just go into six. I think the two big episodes from. Let's just jump right into it. I think the two episodes of the series that are the real highlights that I will think about like a year down the line are episodes six and 10. So six. Absolutely. Yeah. Rent free. (laughs) Rent free in the head. Like if we had a first half and a second half, it's like episode six is the end of the good old days. This is the end. And you see it at the beginning with like Maine is starting to show um, cyber psychosis. So he's starting to go crazy from all of the technology UCs have I feel like it's not even abuse it's just the more you use these upgrades the more reliant you get and the more you lose sense of reality and I think they do a great job of showing just how disorienting it is because it's like you see their eyes where like what their point of view is and everything is like degrading and going in and out of reality they're going back to like their old memories so like it, it feels like you're like watching your computer crash that's a, that's a good way of putting it. And what's interesting is like, there's just like a, so many different ways you could also read it. Like another way yeah. I thought of, that, of of it was that like, it feels like they've gotten so much of the high of mm-hmm. like the power and the strength of like, you know, the cyberware and, and, and like, like getting this feeling off of life that by some point they kind of become numb to it and start to just yeah. like check out on life because they can't get anything higher than this. Like literally they describe their nerves can't handle any more capacity. Um, Yeah. That's one way I thought of it. The other way I thought about it was like, I feel like they're also, and I'm going to come back to this for episode 10, they're chipping away at their own humanity. And that's also why they could be checking out. Yeah, definitely. I think those are both great ways of putting it. Um, and it's like, you can kind of view it either way based on um, the visuals that we get of like, you know, Maine kind of thinking back to this like desert wasteland, which I guess is like where he grew up. So, and you see that is kind of like they're reverting back to their like long-term memory, but then it's been being juxtaposed with like the harsh realities of the city and like, like just fundamentally not being able to handle reality. Yeah. And an interesting point I heard too was like, the media could have actually invented the term cyberpsychosis. Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't these corporations spin it as like, oh, this isn't, you know, our cyberware and all our stuff like that. It's these guys, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's yeah, that's stopping we're putting it. spinning it, you know, and, and calling yeah. it that when it's really like, they're literally, like, they're literally developing these like, like freaking like high grade military weapons that are using on people that, Send them on a one-way ticket to cyber services. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's wild. Um, So, like, we can see the writing on the wall from the beginning of episode six with Maine. Like, he's going down there. um, And And, it's so funny that everyone is kind of, like, they're not delusional, but they're in denial. They're, like, they know, but they're, like, like, nah, it's it's not going well. Yeah. Yeah, like, Maine was Dorio. really taking it hard like yeah yeah Tori was like telling him like take the meds <laughs> it's like no, yeah I'm good um but even speaking of writing on the wall i think it was back to episode five uh with david and the inevitability of like the path he was on like when the guy well it was the built different scene yeah uh, <laughs> that guy tells him like pretty much like you're not special, like all edge runners, or we were saying before, like you're gonna, it's gonna end one way or the other. So you kind of knew that it's not gonna end well for David. And then 
when this happens to Maine, um, and then afterward, <laughs> kind of David making the same mistakes, it's just like you you should know better. Like, yeah. You like you have an example, but you're falling into the exact same things that like Maine was like falling into where he couldn't like he was he got into the denial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like he kind of uh he takes Maine's hands, which they they foreshadowed so hard that Maine was gonna yeah. die when it's like, you know, I don't want those other hands, like I'll take yours, uh, I'll take one like yours. And he's like, Well, if I die, like, like you can get them. So he when he escapes to the car with Lucy, he has Maine's hands. So it's like very physical embodiment of him yeah. picking up the mantle, like he has his mom's jacket, he has yeah. Maine's hands, he's taking on that role, that responsibility of keeping the crew running. Um so yeah so here's here's my question with you and i actually have two questions but yep. one is um david is taking on their dreams pretty much yep. what they wanted the passing of the torch their will and going forward with that and then lucy comments on it later that he's living for someone else's like dream again he never changes do you think david ever had his own dream no i don't think so no okay that's what i think too that he yeah. was just taking on other people's dreams because here's what I think and I don't know if it's too early to go into this but nah. I think that like David never felt like he had the right to dream like he didn't have the possibility to dream because like he looked at his lot in life and he knew he was aware in the beginning that he didn't belong and he was never gonna sort of belong with the corpos and kind of like anywhere like he just felt different mm -hmm. and so because of that, his focus was always just on survival. Like, yeah, like ever definitely. since his mom died, it was just survival. But yeah. the, he never thought of the possibility of a dream. And so when Lucy took him to the moon to show him like what was out there, like a life away from the city, keep in mind, he's never been out of the city. Yeah. It was the first time he kind of like saw like a possibility, yeah. something higher, you know, you get what I'm saying? De definitely. Um, I think it's like, I think it's a good way of showing that like in this corrupt society, there when you like lived and you're born like you're that's all you know there's yeah. no way of seeing a sense out of it so as you said i think he was smart enough to understand that he was never going to fit in with the uh the corporates that he went to school with like those rich kids but so it was kind of like i think he just never thought of like dreaming as you said i don't know if he didn't feel like he could deserve it because i don't think he has a complex about feeling undeserving, yeah. but yeah. it's like, it is kind of like, he never really thought of having a dream or any yeah, kind I of goal. I think he just, yeah, I think he wasn't like, pun like, I think you're right. He wasn't like punishing himself or anything. Like it was just more of, it just wasn't in his mind. Like it just wasn't something he had the capacity to think about, I guess, or definitely. Um, and actually on that note, uh, what do you think of, because I said he didn't fit in with the corpos. Uh, but I also think he might have not fit in with the edge runners because yeah. what do you think about Maine's arm never properly fitting him? That's an interesting one. I think that's like also, I think it does show that like he was also never supposed to be an edge runner, but I also think it shows that he also couldn't really handle the weight of like carrying on the team and yeah. carrying on those dreams and all the cyberware <laughs> and all the cyberware. Cause he's just juiced the fuck up because they actually kept mentioning like throughout and even towards the end that he doesn't have the body of an edge runner. Lucy says it, I think Maine says it like, it just, he just doesn't like, he doesn't look like he's built like one. Um, yeah. because he's not like big. And then 
after Maine dies, in order to like compensate for that, he bulks up on the the cyberware to be as big, but that arm never fully fits. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Note that they're like, no, it never fully fits, and it's interesting. Um about like you don't have the body or the life for an edge runner it's interesting because it's like i think there's also that level of like unless you're like you have no one looking out for you i think that's what determines being an edge runner where they're like we have no choice in life no one was looking out for us like our parents were not trying to put us through this expensive school so i think that's also what they mean too that's what i was gonna say okay so i and that's a good point that you brought up um so the reason i didn't think David didn't have like the capacity to dream or however I worded it was because I feel like even though other people like his mom and then later Maine and even Lucy to an extent thought that he had like a bright future ahead of him and he could do all these things. I don't think David thought he ever had any other option. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, in his defense, yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like that. Like, yeah, like everything he he ends up doing is for other people and it's because he just doesn't feel like he has an option. It's like, I gotta do this. You know, I gotta, you know, take on the mantle for Maine. I gotta power up to go save Lucy. Like I gotta do this to either survive or to get this done. This is a funny note. Uh, my roommate laughed when he got enhanced lungs because you would want an enhanced heart for better circulation. That's really (laughs) funny. He's built different. What can we say? He's built different. He doesn't need the heart. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting like way of establishing that like he never had a dream. Like it was not in the cards for him. Yeah. Yeah. However. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good way of putting it. Um, he's just like inherited dreams. Um, cause he really yeah. just cared about the other people and that's kind of what made him like sort of selfless and maybe not cut out to be an edge runner. Cause he just wanted good for everybody. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think we were talking about episode seven or did you still want to talk about episode six? No, no. I think we can go ahead to uh, the final act, the final yes. half of the series, as dramatic as that sounds. Um, it is. It is the final. It half. is. So he's like taken on. He's taken on being the leader of the crew. They have like a smaller crew now because half of them have either died or they're just not. You know, Lucy doesn't want her to um, hack with them. Yo, that because... new recruit that died like that was really funny. That was funny. He they got like nerfed real quick. <laughs> Ugh, feels bad stepped on a bomb and we're like donezo um yeah i guess we'll bring it up now what do you think of rebecca she's kind of like the favorite the like the sneaky fan favorite i think she's fun i mean i started liking her a lot more when she started because she was like kind of barely there in the first and second act i think if we can call it two acts like she started really getting the spotlight more in that last act and kind of her being there for david and all that like she was just really fun yeah definitely yeah um yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of bad that, like, although, I don't know, I thought the scene, like, her final scene where, like, Adam Smasher came in, like, a wrecking yes. ball or really, like, an anvil, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I thought she was going to survive that. I'm like, wait a I minute. I did How not. Was... You're I like, not. Nah, she's like, done. She's yeah, done. Yeah, like, he fucking crushed her. I'm like, oh, she just went splat. And then when I saw huh. it, I'm like, yeah. I don't I... know, but the fact that, like, they went at it from three angles, slow mode. <laughs> and I was like, I should feel bad, but this is kind of epic. They kind of memed it. Um, they splat the lolly. Uh, that's so funny. Cause like, it's so funny too. Cause like, um, 
this like trigger series have never shied away from violence but i feel like this is the most violent series from them like yeah. they show like people like you know you'll see a lot of blood and whatever and other shows like, but this one is very constantly. detailed about like this dude's yeah. head was cut off like yeah. they're they're done they're done like even like it was like super violent where um David, we're, we're on episode 10 or nine. Uh, David uh, was using the, the now the cyber skeleton, used the freaking anti-grav like yeah. uh, effect to like like freaking nuke all these bodies like below yeah. him. And it's just a pool of just blood and and guts. It was like, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't feel like Rebecca, should, I feel like Rebecca should have survived. I don't feel like the ending was fitting for her. It's a tough call because she's kind of been like presented as the lighthearted, not like comedic character, but also she's kind of like just like, the resident badass shooting guns and stuff yeah, like that was supposed so, to be the end of hope <laughs> like just yeah i think that's just when you kind of know this is the end of the line like, that was the tonal shift because again they just came back they came down and then she was like yeah let's retreat we're like gonna go and then hold up let me just take oh shit <laughs> you know and that was it um yeah. like you knew it was just gonna go downhill from from there um this is something cool to note Apparently you can find one of her guns in the bushes near the area in the game. And they added a couple of Easter eggs in the actual game. Um, and like, I heard that they added like side missions that match the anime, which is very cool. And oh, that's it's just going to, cool, it's going to just push us to probably get the game. Like so, if the game like had like a better initial reception and like got to be more popular, this tie-in would have been amazing. See, that's something we can talk about that later or now. I don't care either way. But we can do you later. Can... we're almost done with like the main series. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll talk. Everyone reminds us. We're going to talk about like the overall scope of this. Okay. Hold us to it because we will forget. We will forget because <laughs> we're going to go off. Now. Yeah. So then this is the part I think. Um, I think this is a part where like some people took some issues because I've heard people say like the first half is better than the second half. I don't know how we can even have the first half versus second half conversation when there's like 10 episodes. So I'm like, do yeah. you just mean like, like a couple episodes are not good, but I think people were annoyed that like the, the few criticisms I've seen, they've been annoyed that like people made stupid decisions and I'm guessing they're referring to the slight miscommunication between David and Lucy in yeah. that one scene where they're like about to break up because uh, whatever, but like, I don't think that counts as stupid decisions because I think they've established that Lucy was working so hard to try to prevent David from being captured by Ayasaka. What's the company? Arasaka, yeah. Arasaka. Like she was working so hard to prevent him from being taken by them and trying to like, to like erase any link between him and the data because she had been their test subject for years so like yeah. i think it makes sense that that was like a compulsionary like obsession yeah. for her and i think david going like essentially literally insane makes sense as for why um yeah you know, he's not in his right mind he's just continuously so you, going insane so you think like all of the uh stupid deci stupid decisions that david was making were cause of he was already going off the deep end anyway so it kind of made sense like that's yeah essentially like he wasn't fully in his right mind ever since like yeah. the middle of episode seven yeah and i don't think he's like i wouldn't even consider anything he's done as like a stupid decision in the sense that like it goes against his character i think that like everything he was doing was just like the inevitable train wreck that he was set up for from the get-go 
Yeah, it just felt like it, it. I feel like to just understand uh, those um, yeah. people that felt that way a little bit. I feel that it comes from like it literally just <laughs> happened with Maine in the episode before, so it just felt like he should kind of know. But he was so stubborn about the fact that no, 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 he's different. He's built different. He's gonna change things. That I could see why like he would be caught up in that mentality, and that's the point where I felt like he was actually really trying hard to convince himself because he was like lucy kept saying like no you're not and he kept saying yes i am like you don't understand and yeah. it's because he had the frustration of feeling like i i literally just got all these upgrades and i haven't been able to do anything yet for like the people yeah. i'm supposed to be making up for for Maine, yeah. my mom is supposed to prove something so to him yeah. like the this is like the only way forward like yeah definitely. if you think about it logically like if he wanted to live his life out with lucy and just kind of ditch all this he can't live a corpo life. So how do you make cash and how do you survive? In and this, do you just go City? to the moon? Do they just get, do they just go to the moon and stay there? They, I think they were hinting at like, well, they, well, they would need money though. Yeah. So it's like, I guess he had it. Yeah. It's like, when does he get enough money? What is there ever enough money? Yeah. Yeah. And I like the only way to get enough money, uh, and, and still live that life is to continue what he's doing. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because uh, I feel like also the society itself did not um, like or encourage individuality in a way. Like it was, no. you either conformed, like, or if you wanted to live any other type of life, it's like, no, it's only the corporal life or, you know, you got to have it really hard. Yeah. Everything's going to be against you. So, yeah. yeah. Um, this comment by Muscar kind of like puts into focus for me where it's like people complaining about stupid character decisions is goofy. A lot of time they're like, oh, no. Are, people are a fa fallible human and then their follow-up of it can be genuinely a result of poor writing but not as much as people treat it and that's where i feel like we're in that place where like if i can understand why characters are making foolish decisions because it's been established by their characters already like their back their background their motivations whatever then i don't think it's like bad writing it's just intentionally foolish decisions that have been set up and that's what i think we have here yeah yeah, I mean, I I think initially I did feel like it was a little stupid myself, but then I the more I thought about it, like yeah, and I also I think they were also falling back. Him being stuck with with having to live up to the those dreams that you know he felt like he needed to make up for and that guilt. And I feel like for Lucy, um, her being scared of one Arasaka finding them or finding her again, yeah, but also two things: David's nature that if he knew about the cyber skeleton, he'd probably just upgrade. Yeah, uh, and she didn't want that for him because she really didn't want him to die, and so she couldn't tell him. And then two, uh, I think the difference, like the stark difference between them, started happening in like episode six, where like um, before that they probably would have just run off together, like if you know David was kind of in that mindset where he could have he would have dropped everything for her. But then the whole thing with Maine happened. Yeah, and I think Lucy because her backstory is that she prioritized her own survival and just kept running and got away. Yeah. She's always looked out for herself. Whereas David's the opposite and he'll yeah. run into the fire just to like save other people. And like Definitely. their approaches are so different that like, you know, that's why like she, uh, her, her method was going at it alone. Yeah, definitely. And that makes sense. So that's yeah. a good way of putting it. Also, I do want to address this. I did think at some point that remind me of Goodfellas. Like, there we go. Like, good like runners. Ray Liotta being in the life just cause he likes it. Like, that's what I thought about uh, David wanting to be an edge runner. Like he didn't really have like a big goal. He just kind of wanted to be in the life. Good runners. 
Good runners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Edge so fellas? no, just good runners. Edge fellows. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, so then uh the Giancarlo character that we didn't actually see because we watched the sub, he ends up betraying them inevitably. Um Kiki uh, Kiwi betrays them. So sad. Yeah. Um and uh yeah so then we lead to the big the big boom booms where david literally takes down like a fucking army from the like opposing company like he just takes on puts on the cyber skeleton and like he's actually just Just like destroys everything destroys everything um yeah we know that and we just know this can't end well that final sequence where they're like rushing into the city and this is more episode 10, like yeah. kind of reminded me of Akira, which I think is yeah. great. cyberpunk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I um, can see that. Yeah. It was like really cool. Just like seeing them like come in, even though like David is so off the edge, just so yeah. gone. He is so gone. And they got the meds where they're like constantly like calming his nerves, yeah. like just pumping him up every time he does something. Um, and then he just I starts love- seeing images of like, you know, like uh his past his mom and just like he's I love uh that was like that like hits hard I like that they started the episode where they show him like walking the streets like he normally would when he was going to school and then they immediately flip to him like in current times when they're running away from like the other company and he's like destroying shit it's such a good kind of like way of being like look where we started and like look how far we've gone yeah and I think that did chip away at him too um yeah it was cool too that in the last two episodes they really start showing edges a lot so like he literally puts on so the cyber skeleton is literally placed after the edge of a cliff and him putting it on (laughs) is him going off the edge oh wait that's so true oh my god yeah the literal metaphor he is off the edge oh my god episode 10 it happens like three times and like he's just like off the edge he's at the top of the tower but he's standing by the edge and he's like literally like i have nowhere else to go i might as well go off i'm like i just imagine you sitting there and you're like there's the edge (laughs) there it is (laughs) i see it the leo point (laughs) edge (laughs) oh my god oh my god Uh, yeah episode 10 was crazy and sad at the same time when he's like gets to the top of the tower and he's like look mom i made it and we're like no no it's not gonna end well um no it's not i mean like he was just saying that in a way like like his hard drive had really crashed at that point <laughs> he was just like mom I'm he here. had green screens hardcore yeah. or blue screens um yeah, and then even when like he was fighting all of them, he was just literally picturing past scenes of his previous fights, you know, and it was just like, uh-huh. Ooh. um, uh, and then he we meet yeah. the true final boss, Adam Smasher, a name Yo, that only Trigger could come up with. <laughs> what a boss! <laughs> what a boss! And so like I still don't know is he like completely um like I mechanical? Does he have just like, his like. like this head portion like half his head might be the only human thing left to qualify him as a cyborg that's what i thought and i'm like excuse me just because Um, like i was looking at the differences between him and david and even though david is mostly now mechanical at some point the only his torso yeah is is like human Mm -hmm. and um you know compared to this guy who literally just has the top of his head um i heard that um he's in the video game 
I don't oh. know the context, but he is in the video game. I want to play now. <laughs> now I want to play Adam Smasher. Do we yeah. get to smash Adam Smasher? Oh God. Not Ugh. like that. Not like that. Ugh. Like literal. Not like no. Like a literal punching. I know. I know. No. Yeah. Just in I case. Mean, it'd be cool. Just in case. Him. Yeah. I mean. Um, I mean. I bet there's that in the game too. Also so. that too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the like everything that can happen in the game, but we'll find out at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just weep stream. Edge runners. <laughs> Our I'm Twitch sorry, channel. Uh, weep runners. Yeah. Twitch <laughs> channel run. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. You you like man the controls, I backseat drive. <laughs> Look, there's the edge. Let's go. <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, so um that was kind of a cool fight. I think if I had played the video game and then I saw knew the anime, I'd be like, oh my god, it's him from the game. So like I I also heard from someone that he's infinitely cooler in the anime than the game, which is sad, but uh, I mean what can you do? What he's can so you do? freaking cool in the like I, I, you know, I want it to be sad, but I'm just like, this guy's kind of. You cool. just started cheering for him against the main <laughs> cast. You're like, okay. I'm kind of bad, you know. Like I gotta admit, this is bad. This is horrible. But the moment he used his Sandivistan or Sandy against David, I was like, fuck yeah, finally, because <laughs> I just like, found it hard to believe that yeah. there was no other dude that had one of these like things equipped. Cause like David thought the whole like show, he was untouchable. He was super quick and no one else can do this. And it's like, there's literally gotta be another dude with one of these Someone's and he's just gonna stop one. him in the middle of him running. And he's going to be like, Oh shit. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I just also love it because I like the way that they show um, him moving really quickly. Like where first they just show like block, block, block. And then they show you in real time where it's like, whoosh. Um, oh, so Drax it was cool says, both doing oh, that. What was that? Sorry. It's sorry. I was just doing hand gestures of whoosh. No, Drax just said uh, Adam Smasher is a Borg, which means the only human thing about him is, is the brain. So there you go. There you go. Nice. Totally okay, that makes sense. So he's literally, uh, you know, a brain in a jar. Um, okay. Okay, that makes sense. I'm um, oh, sorry. So you were saying that the scene where... Uh, the way they show that um, the Sabianthan or whatever, Sandy, whatever, the way they show it moving quickly, it's I like how they start off with showing it slowly, and then they show in real time how quick it goes. Yeah, yeah. So when they both were doing it, that was cool to see. You're like, oh, damn, here we yeah. go. It's like, and he just starts it up. I'm like, yeah, there. of course he would have this. And then he's like, later, I'm like, yeah, it's a rudimentary upgrade. I'm like, <gasps> and he even tells them, like, when they're like kind of grilling each other in the beginning, he's like, you know, he's like, uh, I think I'm special. <laughs> you know, like, how can you yeah. handle this? I'm, I'm special. Um, um, and yeah, even I Adam Smasher comments on um, David not having the body for uh uh being in like an i guess an edge runner or being you know to handle all the heavy artillery he's wearing everyone just calling him out and i feel yeah. like in any other at least anime they it would be like not a thing but in this time it actually feels like nope this is actually a relevant like piece of information yeah yeah it's like the power of belief in yourself doesn't help out here buddy nope yeah i want no to get how to much that you believe yeah, I want to get to that physical later. Limitations. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so then we get the big fight. Um, you know, we kind of we already kind of talked around it, but like he saves Lucy, and he's like, "I don't have a dream, but you have a dream, so I want you to live it." So, and he ends up letting her escape, and then we have the scene of him versus Adam Smasher. Like the other crew is getting away, except Actually, Rebecca. R.I.P. 
Yeah. Right. Right before that, right when he saves Lucy, I did notice, uh, and I just think this show has a ton of parallels. It just keeps going back to shots in the beginning. The shot of him kissing Lucy in the air in front of the moon was almost exactly the same as their first kiss on the rooftop in episode four, even the positioning. Um, and it was just kind of crazy, like how it went back. And before she was like, I don't want you to die. And like, you have so much like ahead of you. And here he's like, I have nothing left. And it was just like, <laughs> that true. kiss was more of like a goodbye. goodbye. Like the dream, oh. the dream of them going together is dead. <laughs> it's so sad. So crazy how it just like mirrors. They did so good with that too. Uh, yeah. It hurts. And yeah, then, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that scene and it hurts me. It's so sad. Um, and then it's so, and then, so they like have the fight and I was both not surprised and surprised that they have the fight with him and Adam Smasher where like, so they're fighting and I think he's getting like his body parts ripped apart and they kind of have that scene. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if this is any other scene or any other series, he either makes a miraculous comeback or he takes them both down with him. But I think he just gets like evaporated. Crushed by the system. <laughs> he just got fucking crushed. Like Adam yeah. Smasher really lives up his name. Like he yeah. really just smashed him. You know, it was cool because like, I thought like Adam Smasher was just talking a bunch of shit when he said, oh, he's just like, he's just using anti-grav training wheels. You know, he doesn't, he's just a crutch. He can't do anything. And then he backs all that shit up and I'm like, oh, okay. No, he like, actually means it. Lucy tries to hack into him and he's like, haha, you know, like, like when he pulls it. the lines and she's like, what the fuck? How did that happen? Like, how does he do that? Uh, Idol boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so the, I think I don't think I've seen, at least in an anime, like such a like thorough, absolute beatdown of the main character with no sense of kind of like, you know, no sense of like triumph. I mean, I guess he did have the triumph for at the end. He like Adam Smasher right. praised him for being fun. And he's like, I don't give a shit kind of thing. And it's crazy because that line was exactly the same. And I'm getting really nerdy with this Let's as go. right, right after he beats up um, the first classmate that rich kid just yeah. got the San done and used it. And like the dude threatened him like, oh, my dad's the principal. You're like, you can get expelled. And he just says like, like, I give a shit. Oh, so that's the same line. Okay, I was yeah. wondering. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, it's cinematic parallels. Okay. Yeah, okay. so it's like he's just, in that point, he was ready to move on. And at this point, he was ready to move on. It's like he did what he needed to do, and that's it. Uh, and then and, so and, it was like by the end, he's like, I'm still yeah. not going to conform. So Which yeah, is cool. We respect it. We respect it. But it's also like I respect that but it's so funny because you know what I mean like even when like a character dies let's like even you know like a see you space cowboy moment you feel some sense of triumph even at the end or like yeah. uh what's it zero requiem like even when people are going down you get a sense of like I'm doing this on my terms or I'm gonna like whatever this one felt like kind of just like desolate beat down at least to me well I think that the I think, yeah, no, I completely 100% agree with that. So that's why, like, yeah. by the end, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I think I realized that I think it's supposed to show that nothing changed. Like, mm. he was barely, like, able to make any dent in the city. He was just another yeah. cyberpunk. Because he actually, I think he dies, and I think he laughs because he's looking up at the moon. And wow. the final scene, like, of showing, like, the skyscrapers from up above 
is literally how the show opens up. Ah. Uh, so it's like the last, like, it's not the last scene of the episode because last scene is the moon, but the that last yeah. scene of that fight mm. is the first scene when you're going into the show. So uh, it's like yeah. cyclical, like the washing uh, machine. you got it Nothing so Nothing fucking changed. No, uh, I can't. You got the you got the receipts. This is good. Uh it's too fresh in my head. <laughs> it's too good. Uh but um, yeah. Uh so sad. But yeah, like, but the one thing he was able to change, the one thing he was able to do is I my interpretation is that he was able to let Lucy escape. Definitely, definitely. Um, um that was the one that was the one win. And then that scene on the moon is so sad. Uh so how did you feel about the last episode? Did it like hit you emotionally? Did you cry? I kind of started tearing up. I was surprised because I knew, um, I think I got someone spoiled it for me like the day I was going to watch it. But then it's not even like a huge spoiler because I saw it coming from like a mile away. But the way they handled it still got me tearing up. Like her on the moon and her seeing like, it always gets me when she sees the like innocent version of David, not like the juiced up David, not the like, <laughs> Roy's David. Roy's David. She sees like the David that like she had that experience with of like that first moon Blu-ray that they saw. Yeah. Like, and that's before he started running, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's, mm, that's, that's like, that's like makes me so sad. And I'm like, no, there's, it's just not happy. No. Some people said the ending was hopeful. Do you get, did you get that vibe? Uh, I mean, it's hopeful for her and that she's alive, but yeah, I mean, she's still really I mean, sad. I think it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, she's happy because she remembers David. Then she's sad that she, for, she remembers that he's not with her and then she's embracing the future. So I guess, yes. Like, yeah. And also he kind of like did, was able to free her. So he did yes. make this happen for, her. um, I don't know. I just like, okay, by some people I meant like, I read like one person say it was. Yeah, so no, like, I could see it. I could see it, but it still uh, makes me sad. So yeah, I mean, I think that's the point. I felt like David felt after Maine died, like that picture yeah. behind us like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I actually did not like shed any tears. I did not. Oh, I just good. felt like I was just super dry. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, no, I you're just laughing at Rebecca's death. I've rewatched Made in Abyss season two so many times now that it's like, <laughs> I just think I'm completely desensitized. I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'm going to blame Made in Abyss season two on you not feeling emotions and not me ruining your emotional attachment to your name and other films. Would it be funnier if we just blame you? Yeah, let's blame me for the, <laughs> for the memes. You. No, I just feel like Made in Abyss destroyed me in some type of way that now I just, I've intellectualized everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the way you're like, I've intellectualized it. I've processed the data through the, the CPU. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Muscart says the final shot of Lucy standing there in the sunlight is so beautiful. It is. A yeah, good shot. I agree. Uh, yeah. So good. It's the sun hitting her. Um, so that pretty much covers the whole, I guess, our thoughts on the main series. I don't know if, like, there's something we missed. Let us know in the chat. Um, yeah. Should we um, move on to the topic we promised? Yeah. And then um, one final note for in-game tie-in that I heard of is that the David, is his last name Martinez? Yes. The David Martinez is a drink in the game to honor his legacy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so he honor his legacy as an edge runner. So it's really not about how you live, but how you die. And then you get named after a drink. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I actually did. Now that you said his last name, I did have a hard time believing in the beginning, like 
he's Dominican? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. what, why is he's not speaking Spanish? Like, you know, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Where's the Spanish in my Japanese subs? <laughs> I think they just threw in the, the last name. You know, even, yeah. even Megalobox season two had the Spanish, you know? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But um, soundtrack was lit. It was good. Soundtrack that, was great. That was all from the game? I don't know. I don't okay. know. That's a good question. Um, I heard someone in the chat saying it was literally like you could hear most of it in the game. That makes me happy and it means I'm going to buy the game. This is awful. We're just going to play the game. Um, good marketing. Good marketing. So wait, I know you didn't read it because you probably knew I'd go on your mouth, but like, what did, what did you rate this? I'm guessing, is it good, not great? Or is it great? What is the Omimaru? Oh, what did I rate it? Yeah. Because uh, I think you liked it based on our conversation. What if I'm a good actor? <laughs> Performative praise. Yeah, I mean that's how uh, Lucy played uh, David in episode two. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think I rated it? I think you gave it an eight. Okay. You sure? Yes. Final answer. All right, chat. What do you, what do you guys? Yeah. Think what I do we it? think Onimaru gave the show? Based on my energy during the conversation. Or lack based of energy, on him maybe. intellectualizing the, 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 the lack of emotions at the end and me like laughing at Rebecca's the death. gag of uh, Rebecca dying. <laughs> the gag. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said in the chat, it's like she didn't deserve to die that way. Like they made it seem like a gag. Like got a seven yeah, and two so eights. Good. It was so trigger. Um, seven or six. All right, you guys you ready the- for it? Drum roll. Actually, light to decent nine. You gave it a nine too. Yay. Oh, I had a lot of fun with it. Yay. It really We're the nine squad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love it was that. Good. I mean, like, I feel like at some point by the ending, I was like, I felt like a little deflated by it mm-hmm. where it didn't end up off a high note. And I was like considering like maybe the eight or whatever, but like the fact that it was just able to stay so rent free in my head. And I was just like thinking about it more and more. And I was like, you know what? And I did have a lot of a uh, really good time with it. It was really, it was really, really well done. So. Yay. That's my score. Yay. 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 Yeah. We are full-time anime enjoyers. Yeah. Just anime runners. Enjoying think, runners. Yeah. I think I would still have like kill a kill above it. Yeah. I would put kill a kill above it. I think, you know, longer, longer appreciation of hype and greatness. Um, yeah. Um, um, apparently I like the. Cooly oh, Cooly reference in episode four where David drinks the carbonated drink. I think that's cool. I didn't notice that. I, I can see that. That was the reference. Um, I just thought it was like good appreciation for people that don't like carbonated drinks. I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could see that. <laughs> um, something I saw that someone else brought up was like, they're they're like, oh, I think this is like a more nuanced take on Gurren And I think that this is a completely different kind of story from Gurren but they have similar themes of that, like chosen one passing on destiny, passing on like hope kind of thing. You know, I feel like it's subverted Gurren or inverted Gurren something where yeah. they take like the similar themes and explore yeah. them in like how they would actually work in this type of world. Yeah, realistically. Definitely. Yeah. So that actually is really cool. and makes you want to watch Gurren again. <laughs> yeah. We just watch all the trigger works again. That's it. I feel like that's like like your secret agenda. You know, like let's just watch all of Trigger. Um, yeah, it's like um, we are the Trigger Trigger podcast. 
Moose but yeah, well, I agree. Login is very nuanced. What the fuck? Yeah, I agree. I don't like the take that like because it's you know, I I don't like the take that it's like more nuanced because it's darker and less hopeful at the end. I don't I think they're both equally nuanced in different ways. I think the Gurren Login setting is different than this setting. Like Gurren Login's world is supposed to show about like humanity, you know, coming into its own, developing civilization and going towards a bright future and this one is like look at how fucked up this city is you know yeah Gurlogan's innately positive like it's supposed yes. to you know for the most part not the other <laughs> but like mostly positive yeah um and this is like nah nah fan nah we ain't in that yeah nope yay so couples your favorite kill a kill cup i mean not kill a kill trigger couples not getting together yeah yeah any yeah if it's your favorite couple and they're canon they're not it's not happening no it's dice not happening sorry yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah. So I'm glad we both liked it a lot. I'm glad I didn't force you to watch a show and you're like, fuck this. Um, yeah. I like had no plan to watch it either. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any plans until I was like, like, word on the street is like, this might actually be some gas. So I'm glad yeah. we checked it out. I'm glad other people checked it out. And I'm glad that it's kind of like a surprise hit. Yeah, like I think this is really like one of those now speaking like more broadly, I feel yeah. like this is one of those like monumental, like not monumental, but like significant like anime entries that like can pave the way forward for like, you know, the medium in general. Yeah, for, like, this will be a great entry level and... show. What was that? A great entry level show. Yeah. 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 Um because I feel like it's just like it felt like it's also because it, it was like part, you know, because it was based on a Western game, but animated by like a Japanese studio. And it kind of captured the elements of both, which makes it very appealing to like an overseas audience who like yeah. really likes either adult shows or like more gritty, realistic takes. And then kind of like, you know, references that they can catch and appreciate as well. So I feel Definitely. like that paves the way more toward that. So and for video game adaptations. Yeah, I think this is the rare case where you have a lack, or I'm not going to say lackluster, I haven't played it, but I'd say overall disappointing video game with a great anime adaptation when normally it's the exact opposite, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could argue that for League, sort of. Uh, well, I don't think Arcane. Arcane is an anime, if I'm being honest, because True. it's made by a Western studio. I, I know and I I'm keep thinking like bringing it up and it's just like, my guy. It's not an anime, but I'm like, I don't know, but I enjoyed it like an anime. So yeah. can I say it's an anime? <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't finished it yet. And this has inspired me to get back on Arcane. So I'm Arcane inspired. pod, even though it's like long overdue, but I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so and then, I'm excited and then we can to play finally get to League it. after you and me. Yeah. We'll just talk. <laughs> we're, we're going down David's path real quick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone's like the writings on the wall. There's yeah. only death or going insane with this. I'm like, eh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, just we're built different. We're built different. We're built different for league. Yeah. I just bring it up not to be like the pedantic, annoying person of like, it's technically not an anime, but like, I'm thinking back to like persona five anime came out and everyone's like, okay, this is ass. And then there's just so many cases where it's like, Oh look, we have this video game. People liked mm -hmm. And then we have the worst anime adaptation of all time. Not talking about Persona 5, just in general. So it's yeah. like really bucking the trend. Yeah. So we definitely want to, yeah, like highlight the ones that are legit, you know, uh, video game adaptations that are actual anime. So, yeah. Yeah.
Um, yeah. So what was the topic we were going to bring up? Was it the video game to uh, adaptation topic? Or was I think we were going to talk about Netflix not <laughs> Netflix somehow not butchering an anime. Um, should we talk about JoJo's? <laughs> we could bring up how we're like, I think part of our surprise, at least on my end, is that a Netflix original anime is actually being handled well. That's what I'm surprised at, because I feel like that has not happened in a long time. I mean, to be fair, it would be kind of hard, like, like to re to release this 10 episode anime in like three batches. Yeah. <laughs> to just yeah. be like, hey, here's the three first three, half a year later, here's the next three. Yeah. And, and yeah, that makes sense. And I'm actually going back and I'm, well, not going back. I'm watching Jojo part six, the second half. I don't even know what to call that. The second core. And, um, it's like handled pretty well. Like the production on it is like good. It's not showing any like glaring faults. It's just so disappointing how Netflix has done like a non-existent job of marketing it and has like it gapped out so far in between yeah. both entries. So it's like, where's the hype? Where's the drive to discuss it? Like, just like the, the momentum has just like died so much yeah. on it because people don't even because like they haven't even done a good job of letting you know when the next batch yeah. is like coming out in a reasonable time frame that you can't even get excited it's like oh it's coming out one day yeah like what is yeah it's kind of like what is the point um yeah um so i don't know if you know and they do they are doing some anime weekly um yeah. some are weekly jojo's is in a weird spot because i think they were really trying to hype up each part or maybe maybe the production staff needed more time i don't know if that's the case um unless it's already all done um i don't know because i don't know how it's airing in japan that's a question and i feel like it's locked to netflix in japan as well yeah um but Netflix did do Devilman Crybaby, right? They just kind of dropped it all at once. But I don't think they did market it. It was just sort of like a, hey, here it is. I think that, yeah, they did kind of like minimal marketing, but I think it's kind of like, I don't know. It like worked for that function. And I think that was the last big like, look, anime original Netflix doing well, I think. Yeah. I guess yeah. like that and like Violet Evergarden, those would be the big two. Yeah. So how do you, um, I guess, feel about the Netflix watching experience in general? Like, I guess overall, I know we're talking about it, but I guess it's, is it mostly just uh, JoJo's part six that is like kind of like the big, like, what the fuck? Why are they handling it like this? Or do you think there's, it extends to other stuff? I think it extends to other stuff. Whereas like, I don't want Netflix to have like anime original series. I like them bringing something that already exists onto Netflix. Like, that's cool. I don't like how they handle currently airing anime. I think uh, they don't, I don't think they like really felt the culture of like week to week episodes, week to week dis discussion, like, and they don't do marketing well. But like, also when it comes to actually watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. I like Netflix. And I'm glad that it will reach such a wide audience. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point, actually. It, it is good that it reaches such a wide audience, but it should really, Netflix is best for just, like binging stuff, you know, like Definitely. once it's all done, having it on the background, like literally that's why, that's the value of the skip intro button. I said it. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, it just filters through the episodes and you don't even know that they're going by so quickly. But mm -hmm. when you're having to wait every week or every few months and it like Netflix isn't one of those platforms where, I don't know, you feel conducive to check when the next episode is out, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. 
I feel like you just assume they're all there. Yeah. I feel like other sites you check like, okay, when is the airing date? When is this coming out? And it makes itself like more user friendly for that. Like to remind you or to, you know, I don't know, like to kind of for you to check for that. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's all I got on Netflix. <laughs> that's all I got on Netflix. And I, mean, I think that's all I got on Cyberpunk. What do you think will be, I guess, last question to wrap it up. What do you think will be the legacy of Cyberpunk? Uh, bad game, great anime. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's, I mean, it's definitely not going to have a sequel. <laughs> like, it's definitely yeah. not. Unless they make a completely new Like an anthology story. kind of series where it's like yeah. follows a completely different cast, which like, I would be down with. It'd be cool to see more of the world and uh, seeing if like maybe there's a cyberpunk that could finally break free of through you know the system of or not. Um, yeah. But uh, I feel like it might just be one of those shows uh, that's sort of like remembered as like, oh, that was just a like a really good, you know, like standalone thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, doesn't sound super positive, but I just feel like, yeah. I mean, it could, it could lead, uh, hopefully it leads to more other ideas and other like tie-ins maybe with other franchises or stuff. That'd be super cool. Like if they execute it well, Definitely. but I think for cyberpunk, unless they're, uh, going to make a game for edge runners, which that wouldn't work either. Cause no. is dead. So. Yeah. I think they would just have them be incorporated into the existing game. Yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of my take on it. I think it's just going to be remembered as like a really good standalone and it leaves hope for, you know, more projects like that. Yeah. Like a good blend of just like, you know, um, like the collaboration between Western and like Japanese studios. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. What's, what's your take? Pretty much the same. I think it'll be remembered for being really great. And then well, it'll be remembered for being really good, but I don't know how long people will continue to talk about it. Yeah, because it's sort of tied to like a franchise, it's kind of like it might be a little confusing as like mm -hmm. an entry level anime. Like I think it works great as like like a maybe not a gateway, but like just a, a good one core anime for people to get into. Yeah. Maybe maybe an entry level one, but like it might confuse people or put them off like knowing it's like somehow tied to a franchise they know nothing about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um that's kind of it. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, favorite characters. So David's got to be the top one. I think David's really great. I think I'd go David, Lucy, Maine, and then Rebecca. Uh, David, Lucy, Maine, and Rebecca. Okay. I think I would go Lucy, David, Rebecca, Adam Smasher, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be like the number one Adam Smasher fan. Bro. <laughs> so cool. Like make your, put on your mouth. Don't just, have any other favorite characters, just Adam Smasher. Just, <laughs> just making my PFP, like no yeah, context. Adam Smasher. <laughs> Adam Smasher's number one fan. <laughs> People just telling in the tweets, like he's not that cool in the game. And you're like, I don't give a shit. I, don't, I, don't I will care. play as Adam Smasher. Yeah, I will. Um, I do like Maine, though. Maine was pretty good. Maine was um, good. So, yeah, but Adam Smasher. Adam know. Smasher, top one. Um, 
glad that Faraday, you know, the uh, fixer guy, got like he splattered onto the ground like a shit yeah. stain that he was by the end. So I was. Very... Yeah, get, he's probably mm -hmm. top five by default, I guess, but also just get beat the fuck out. Fuck him. <laughs> he's in your top five? Yeah, because he was kind of like another way of showing like someone who was trying to gain that upward mobility and failing. Like he was just a level above all the edge runners, but was just as equally pathetic in the eyes of like the major corporations and stuff. So yeah. I think he I served mean, I, his role. Yeah, I think that functionally like he was just a pawn, you know, the yeah. grander things. I just don't know if I like felt that he was that compelling. So I think like by the yeah. nature of his character, he was interesting. But personally, I was just like, eh. Yeah, I don't know who else would be five. Five is like a rotating spot. It's um, true because like as much as the cast was likable, yeah. they weren't like super developed that you could really yeah. say like, oh, I really love them. Like Dorio, Kiwi, you know, Falco. Yeah. Falco was barely there. So. Yeah, for sure. That's why yeah. I think it's kind of like, yeah, the main, the, I guess the four the, of like. The main, main. The main. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right. I think the only characters that will really stick with me beyond this one are like Lucy and David though. Pretty much. David is yeah. definitely one of probably, I, I don't know if he's a favorite MC, but he's definitely up there. I like him a lot. Yeah. He's a good MC. He has a cool cut. Yeah. He has a cool hair. He has a good, the character designs for the show are just like ridiculous. Great design. Designs are next level. I'm glad they, they redeemed the, the red eyeshadow. They, 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 they claimed it back from darling the Franks. Wait, when was, is that for Lucy? Does she have yeah. it? Ah, oh, thank God. And so does uh, Zero Two. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I saw like a meme of like characters with like red eyeshadow, but I don't know if that was just for trigger works or if that was just in be. general. Yeah. That's, that's a good or question. just eyeshadow in general. But. Yeah. Yeah. So anime saved? Anime saved. I think it's saved. Great. Thank you, uh, Trigger. Yeah. Thank you, Trigger. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, as Shaw would say, thank you for doing it again. They done it again. Let's go. Um, chat, any questions, anything, anything we missed? Any comments, any concerns? Thoughts and prayers <laughs> for Adam Smasher. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like start playing the game and someone mentioned that he's just a mercenary. So what if you have to face Adam Smasher and you're like, no, not my hero. <laughs> And then I like fucking hate facing him so much that I'm just like, you know what? I take it back. He just sucks. <laughs> You're going to quit the game. You're going to be like, not my hero. <laughs> hey, we could, we could stream it. You, I could watch you fun. face Adam Smasher. And I'm just like, literally like I start rooting for him mid battle. And you're, <laughs> You're like, fuck like, you, Sean. Adam Smasher would not let me down. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Imaishi. Thank Stop. you. My goat. Um, I definitely have to do either a trigger pod or an Imaishi pod where I just watch all Ooh. his works and we just talk about Yes. It. Yeah, because yeah, then we can loop in uh, Panty and Stocking and Girl and Logan. I've still been meaning to get to Panty and Stocking this whole time, so finally maybe the time. It might um, be the time. Season yeah. two, you know. Exactly. Um, when are you going to do an episode of a Cobra Kai or, or of Cobra Kai? Um, it's up to Shaw. I already finished I have to fin I have to five, catch up. So I have to catch up. Stuff. Good stuff. Um, I don't know if that counts as anime, though. Could we? Could we just say it's anime? It's, it's yeah, close enough. It's I, after enough. season it's two, ham. after season two, that fight in the school, I think it's an anime. That's essentially Kill Kill. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. I think so too. I think so. Especially since, like, well, you didn't like that last fight, though. I didn't, but I was still like, "This is ridiculous." Well, I liked it, but you know, I didn't. Whatever. I have mixed <laughs> thoughts. 
<laughs> we'll break them down and yeah. more in our pod for that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's it. That's all we got for Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We definitely did. And um, that's kind of it. Uh, we are off, I think, going to be off next week. Yeah, we're going to be off next week, but we will well, this be. Week. No, well, this week and next week. Oh, yeah. We're off for. Yeah, next we're off Sunday, two Sundays. But we're going to be off next Sunday. But in the meantime, we will be um, doing that survey. Uh, we talked about on the last pod that if we yeah. if you listened to the last pod and heard about it about the uh, best anime episodes so we'll be yes starting stay tuned. that up yeah stay, stay tuned. tuned our October our project yeah our October project check Twitter and um, is that was that it yeah oh and uh, if we do end up streaming Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven stay tuned we'll we'll let you know you know it depends on. Uh, how serious Shaw is. Adam Smasher 2020. <laughs> Let us know if you want to see that. I, I, I kind of do have the itch to get back in the world. So that's the one thing I will say, going yeah. back to Edge Runners, even though I was about to end everything, is that 10 episodes felt like enough, but it also left me wanting more. Like it left, like it just felt like, <laughs> like I wanted a little bit more of the world, you know? So We need more. And I guess that's what they did their job. Just, so now we the buy point. the game. Like, <laughs> so now exactly. we buy the game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Sha will buy it. So I will buy it. And then yeah. I guess we can do co-op. I don't know how that works. Or I can backseat drive. I can just, yes. you know, <laughs> screen hack. Um, yes. All right. And that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for joining us live. If you couldn't join us live, obviously you can catch the VOD. Let us know what you think in the comments. Uh, give the episode a like if you enjoyed it. And, um, oh, and subscribe if you haven't already. Because uh, we are, what, like 10 away from like 1,000? Yep. So we we're trying to get there finally. So help us get there, and uh, get over we'll the edge. Like, yeah, <laughs> get us to the edge. Uh, <laughs> no, get us over the edge. The edge over would be nine hundred ninety nine. So two thousand. Yep. And uh, yeah. So besides that, thanks guys. We'll catch you later. Um, remember that we are just weebs. And um, there was one other thing I was gonna say, but I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs>